la 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 I've always wondered why there's only one female on the Smurfs. Have you never seen the Smurf movies? Uh, no, I haven't actually. I've only seen the animated hand-drawn versions of the Smurfs. Never saw the uh, CGI versions because I, so, I grew up on them. I think she's a... The Smurfs were all boys. Yeah. And Smurfette was created by Gal- 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 Gargamel. Gargamel to lure the Smurfs out of their trees. But then in the second movie, she discovers that there's a whole world of lady Smurfettes. Well, the... the Smurfs don't have penises, so why would, how would that work? Why would they want to lure her? How would that... They how do you know they don't have penises? Because they walk around like Porky Pig all day. No, they don't. They all have pants on. Oh, they don't have shirts on. That's what it is. I got it backwards. Well, you know. You never know. Manomino. You think their dicks are blue, too? <laughs> they got blue balls, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking stupid. Hello, and welcome to F Yeah Disney. We're your hosts, Julie and Jason. And we are here to give you an unfiltered view of all things Disney. We'll be covering events, news, history, food, and so much more. So strap on your ears, grab a churro, and enjoy today's episode of F F Yeah Yeah Disney. Disney. Hey, what's happening? Welcome to episode 17 of F.E.A. Disney. How the hell are you doing? Uh, we're recording this on March 26th, 2020. It's the 25th. Uh, it's the 25th, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Disney's, I don't even know what the hell day of the week it is anymore. But uh, Disney has been officially closed for 10 days, which means I've been out of work for 10 days. And uh, I've been trying to keep myself occupied in my own glass studio, which is where we are recording this evening, which is where we usually record. And that's why we're recording tonight, because as of tomorrow night, which is going to be Thursday, uh, Orange County is going into the uh, stay-at-home mandate, and uh, where we are in Seminole County, they don't have that yet as of right now, so we wanted to take advantage of that, and uh, Julie's over there making faces at me as I try to figure out what the fuck I'm going to say. <laughs> I had something more beautifully scripted to talk to you guys about, but Jason wanted to start with that mumbo jumbo. So yeah, she also this asked is where we are. She also wanted to open up the show today. And I said that was fine with it, but then it just kind of feels like it throws things off. But I'm already so off because I don't know what the hell day of the week it is. <laughs> so, whatever. So, we hope you're doing well out there as you're keeping yourself away from other folks, uh, whether you're in the, with your families or just keeping yourself self, yourself, self, I, I can't, <laughs> that's a tongue twister and a half. Yourself, self-isolated, uh, wherever you are living. Uh, if you're from New York, make sure you stay in New York. Do not come to Florida because thousands of people have decided they wanted to leave New York and come into Florida, uh, which is just crazy. And, and I get then it. And they're not getting quarantined or tested, and who knows what's happening. Yeah, and God God love you, New York folks, but uh, if we could all just play by the rules for a little bit and stay home and... and uh, Maybe Disney will open sooner than later. Exactly. So that being said, we're going to be talking... Uh, Kind of our normal show, kind of per se. Uh, we're gonna start off with our this day in Disney segment, talking about some past Disney history, as well as uh, Julie has a new segment this evening. She's going to be sharing. 
that is going to be a things to do while you are home alone to have that same fun, magical Disney experience. And uh, The new segment is called, How the fuck am I supposed to keep my kids occupied when all they want to do is go to Disney? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I had to give a dramatic pause there. <laughs> Uh, but her and I cracked up on a bottle of wine. We uh, got ourselves out to Aldi. We actually found some toilet paper, uh, one-ply toilet paper. And for all you folks out there that are down to your last roll of toilet paper, uh, one little tip on how you can make that roll of toilet paper go really, really far. After you poop, take a shower. Uh, if you don't want to do that, uh, what you can do is you take a square piece of the toilet paper, you put a hole in the middle of it, you can use your middle finger since that's usually the longest finger on your hand, uh, you then wipe your ass with your middle finger, and that toilet paper that you're wearing, like a ring around your finger, you can use that to wipe off your finger and then just flush that down the toilet. And that way you can actually have a roll that will last you for God knows how long. Is that what you've been doing? Uh, no. I just get in the shower. I touch that finger. Yeah, me too. In my nose and in my eyes. Because, you know, right now my eyes and ears and nose and mouth have itched more than they ever eyes have in my life. Ears and mouth and nose. <laughs> Shoulders, even toes. Yeah. So that being said, uh, we're gonna kind of right. Those are those are the lyrics. Yeah, those are the lyrics. You actually know song words for once, honey. Am I always know song words? You're the one that doesn't. I know. But uh, we have been enjoying uh, a lot of the fun stuff happening out there. People recreating rides on the social media feeds. Uh, we've got uh, Ben from the Frozen Sing Along has been doing nightly bedtime stories for all of us. And you can find him on the Instagrams at Equity Ben. Uh, he had a show recently that we had had tickets to that he had to cancel and decided to give us all it for free uh, over the weekend. Uh, we caught the, sh- the Sunday night show, actually. Was Saturday. it Sunday? Was it Saturday night? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because Sunday I thought was Monday because I did Monorail Monday on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, husband, ladies and gentlemen. So, but also uh, Josh Gad has been doing some uh, nightly bedtime stories on Twitter, which has been fun. And uh, I think it's pretty cool that the folks out there in the Disney uh, world and fandom are entertaining us as a lot of us are going to start going star crazy. Uh, You can walk your neighborhood so much, you know, and do what you got to do. I think that what's fun with this, if you want to call it fun, uh, it's given us a chance to uh, use technology to our advantage and still stay connected with our friends and family. Um, I think also at the same time, it's given a lot of people a chance to kind of rethink their lives and what they're doing every day. And uh, whether you actually want to go back to your job that you have, potentially right now is a good time to start a small business. Uh, think of an idea of a new craft, a new something that you've always wanted to do in a creative sense that you have time now to do it at home. And Thank you for taking my entire segment away from me. You always do this. Well, I had no idea that she was going to talk about that because she didn't discuss it with me. Well, yeah, because apparently we were keeping things a secret when we talk about them on the podcast. Well, we'll get into full detail in her segment later because her and I have the same brain. Uh, hashtag same brain and uh, she likes to get mad at me when I say things that she's going to say in like uh, 30 minutes from now (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, but also tonight we're going to be discussing our top five attractions or shows that we haven't yet experienced and want to and either due to the fact that either they're gone or it's because the parks are temporarily closed and uh, we haven't discussed yet what our top fives are we're going to kind of take turns on this something we thought we would do Uh, because as all of us are fans of Disney. Uh, those of us that live locally, whether you are an AP in Disneyland and you can just like walk in whenever you want, or those of us that live here locally here in Orlando that can go whenever you want, 
uh, it just becomes like an everyday thing, like you are going home. And a lot of us that are not going right now uh, potentially will understand that we do take it for granted. So we're going to be talking about that. So anyways, hon, now that I've rambled on and uh, bored everybody to death, how the hell are you doing? Um, I'm good. I've realized that when I sit at work and kind of do nothing, I am more exhausted when I get out of work than when I have a busy day. It's weird. Yeah, maybe you should bring uh, some weights or a jump rope and like jump rope in the middle of your bank there or something. That's obnoxious. Is it? Why don't you like bring your ears and wear your ears to work? Nah. <laughs> they let you do that? No. No. You have to be pro- professional. Something like that. We did go to business casual though. Oh, that's nice. So you can wear like your uh, Daisy Dukes and a uh, tank top? No, but I wear your sweater instead of my suit jacket. Oh, that's nice. Hell yeah. Uh, right now we are enjoying some vino. Uh, we went and did a little shopping. I mentioned the toilet paper that Julie actually found the other day. Thank God. Um, but we went to the Aldi's, which I don't know if you guys have Aldi, but we have Aldi's an, are everywhere. Okay. Well, we have Aldi's here, and we it's went in Aldi. Uh, I know. I like to say things in like the Burger Kings or the McDonald's. You know, like McDonald's is. I know, but it's how my grandparents used to refer to him as, so it just kind of stuck with me. I'm sorry. It just is what it is. We went to Aldi, and they had lots of wine, and they had uh, one of our favorite brands, Winking Owl. So Not sponsored. I just want to talk for a second about that. So once upon a time, I bought the Winking Owl for me and Jason from Aldi. Let him know. I bought a couple bottles of wine from Aldi, and oh, look, there's a cute owl on them. And he was like, oh, my God, I love that wine. And then we go to Aldi, and he goes, oh, my God, I didn't know Aldi had this Winking Owl <laughs> wine. Sorry, babe. My short-term memory is uh, non-existent. I'm starting to grow those little brain synapses back little by little uh, over the next over the, or these past year ish. But over uh, the next past year. <laughs> <laughs> and this is after a glass and a half of wine, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. So uh, we're going to be enjoying some Winking Owl. We have a little was this a little cab sav? Yes, sir. Uh, the beautiful thing with this bottle of wine is what was it? Three dollars. And two forty nine. Uh, even better, and there is nothing wrong with buying a two dollar and fifty cent bottle of wine. It's delicious. It is. Gets you just as drunk as the expensive shit. And it tastes really fucking good. And it is really delicious. There's no hangover the next day. Oh, there is. You have a hangover? Oh, I don't. I'd get more of a hangover from like cheap vodka or something like that. Unless you're drinking it with like mixed with Sprite, how do you ever have a hangover from vodka? I don't know. I'm just making shit up as I go. Your hangover is from sugar, oh, because you just eat lots of sugar in your daily life that when you mix it with wine, you... Yeah, okay. Yeah, but lately I have cut back on my sugar intake a lot. Mr. Let's Eat All Three Reese's Bars? But did we? No, because I put my foot down. Exactly. So I have not been eating a lot of sugar lately because my wife has control over my sugar content. Because I want him to live forever, not because I'm an asshole. But yeah, she sits in bed and eats bags of chips with mayo. (laughs) I ate a bag of chips and then mayonnaise with my tomatoes and didn't want to waste the leftover mayonnaise. <laughs> it's just fun talking shit because <laughs> I love you. Mm-hmm. So now we've done our introduction, kind of gave you an idea of what's going on to be going on with this show this evening. Uh, we hope you do again. Enjoy it as we are trying to help keep you entertained as we keep ourselves entertained. And uh, it's time for us to get into our first segment, This Day in Disney. 
If you had it to do over again, would you do any part of it differently? Well, if I had it to do over again, uh, I think, uh, no, I don't think it would. <laughs> All right, now it's time for This Day in Disney. We're going to be covering March 29th until April 4th. And March 29th, 1998, in New York City, 1,300 high school students representing more than 15 different countries converge in Central Park to take part in a spectacular stunt to celebrate the upcoming opening of Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park. Using quote-unquote human animation, these young performers bring a lion, dinosaur, and fire-breathing dragon to life, each spanning approximately half a football field in length at Sheep Meadow Field inside Central Park. Taking months to choreograph, the stunt airs on Good Morning America and the Walt Disney World Easter Parade. Disney's Animal Kingdom will open on April 22nd. And again, that is April 22nd, 1998. March 30th, 2007. Disney's newest animated feature, Meet the Robinsons, features the voice of Tom Selleck, Laurie Metcalf, Angela Bassett, Nicole Sullivan, Daniel Hansen, Jordan Fry, Tom Kenny, and Adam West is released in the U.S., Lewis, the main character, who is a brilliant young inventor, meets a mysterious stranger named Wilbur Robinson, who whisks him away in a time machine. Together, they team up to track down Bowler Hat Guy, who has stolen one of Lewis's inventions. Playing in front of Meet the Robinsons is a short working for Peanuts, noted for being one of their first shorts filmed in 3D. Originally released in 1953, it has been remastered for digital 3D purposes. Working for Peanuts finds Chippendale trying to steal peanuts from an elephant called Dolores. Zookeeper Donald Duck attempts to stop them. I love Meet the Robinsons. I totally forgot that it was a Disney movie. And it's probably the most underrated Disney movie that there is out there. And I remember in the commercial for it, too, the the trailer, the bowler hat guy puts his hat on a T-Rex to control him. And he's having a conversation with him. And he's like, get the boy, get the boy. And he's like, I can't, my little arms can't reach. And it was just like <laughs> the funniest thing in the whole world. Still the funniest scene in the whole movie, but oh, it was so good. Yeah, and the animation is really good, too, for being in, uh, when it came out shortly after uh, Toy Story 1. And is that Pixar or is that just <coughs> Disney? Uh, just, Disney. just Disney. Yep. March 31st, 1989. The world's largest twist party takes place when 2,248 twisters join singer Chubby Checker, known for his hit Let's Twist Again. Let's twist again. Come on, baby. Like we did last summer. They did it at Disneyland oh, as part of again. the Blast to like the Past celebration. I saw Chubby Checker in concert a long time ago. And I want to say it was at Disney for some right. reason. Maybe Epcot. I don't know, but I know I saw him live. I know that I know that song from a kid songs video. Yeah. A VHS tape too. Mm. I think it was a day at the fair or a day at the park or a day at the... <coughs> We're going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. Like that one? No. Is that the video? The zoo. Is that the video though? Because I remember that song on some kind of Disney. No, maybe. it was kid songs. It was not Disney. Oh. I don't know what it was, but it was like... A kid songs video. Please, someone out there, know what this is because you're not 11 years older than me. But um, yeah, there was uh, my little Deuce Coop and uh, the twist, hmm. and they went on some like spinny ride as they were singing the twist, 
It's like round and round and round and round we go, you know, because anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I can picture the whole thing in my head. I bet you can. And I'm pretty sure from my little deuce coop, they ate ice cream. Scoops of ice cream. (laughs) You know what I love. Whatever that that word is, I say. April 1st, 2005. Hong Kong Disneyland invites eligible candidates to apply for cast member roles from a variety of positions, including entertainment, hotel operations, merchandise, food and beverage, park operations, costuming, custodial, and security services. The park is set to open September 12th. And again, that is 2005. 2005, wow. What was that? We're in 2020? So was that 15 years ago? 2005? Yeah. Yes. Seems like that park's been open for longer than that. What park? Hong Kong Disney Land. So fun little fact about Hong Kong Disneyland. Uh, If you fly into Hong Kong, the airport... Uh, they have three different taxi lanes that leave the airport, and one of those taxi lanes goes directly. I love that. Goes directly to Disneyland. So if you have like a nine-hour layover in uh, the airport there before you come back to the states or wherever the hell you're going on your next little venture, uh, you can take a taxi over to Disneyland and get the whole park down in one day because that park is usually dead in the weekdays. And I'm pretty sure it's twenty-six dollars to get it or something like that. Yeah, I hear it's a hundred and twenty-dollar U.S. dollars for an annual pass there. Which is why cast members' main gates are not any good there. It could also be because they're owned by the Oriental Land Company, but you know. But also, why wouldn't your, if the annual pass is so cheap, why your main gate wouldn't be out of there? Anyway. Because I could spend 120 bucks and buy a year-long pass. Maybe that's the tidbit I was thinking of. Yeah, maybe. But they're already doing a huge expansion there right now, too, so... I'm sure ticket prices are going to be going up soon. April 2nd, 1934. Ward Kimball, who will become one of Walt's nine old men, starts work at the Disney studio as an apprentice. At first, he will work as an in-betweener, eventually becoming an assistant to veteran Ham Lusky. Within five years, Kimball will become one of the studio's top animators. Among his most famous creative achievements will be Jiminy Cricket. So if you're not familiar what an in-betweener is, an in-betweener is an artist that does uh, the majority of movements in animated film. Typically the main uh, animators will start off with the very beginning of the animated movement and then the in-betweeners do the thousands of drawings that go in-between it for that character just to basically walk for like two minutes. April 3rd, 1953. Probably one of the most important dates in Disney history. Walt Disney signs a contract that will change the face of entertainment for all time. The two-page document gives Walt Disney Incorporated the rights and license to use Disney's name for all commercial purposes. By signing this document, Walt will make possible the Disneyland theme park and later such TV series as Walt Disney Presents and The Wonderful World of Disney. And uh, because the show is called F.E.I. Disney, we are not a Disney-affiliated podcast at all. We are an unofficial Disney podcast. Just got to put that out there. F. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. We are an unofficial motherfucking Disney podcast. Oh, what? Because we love Disney. Oh, my stars. We are unofficial. And we're like both jumping in the air with our hand in the air. Fuck yeah. At least I do that and she makes fun of me. So when we first started this podcast and like had first met... 
Jace was like, let's get matching tattoos of a little kid wearing Mickey ears, jumping up and down, saying F yeah. Like Mario going to hit the, the box. That's what I want. I still want to do that. Well, now that we're married, I feel like we can get matching tattoos. What if we got a tattoo of one of Noah's characters <laughs> with the ears jumping up and like that? I want figment. I think that'd be dope. And for those that don't know who Noah is, uh, Noah goes by Noah Fine Art. Dude's super talented. Insanely talented. He was at the Festival of the Arts, and he's been a Disney artist for 15 years now, and he's done a lot of work, and he just started his series of, oh, what is it called? Being a Kid, I'm a Kid, Kid series. I don't know. It's amazing. Yeah, The Kid we'll Me? You. The Kid and Me. There you go. Um, But it's like he's just so insanely talented and like such a down-to-earth genuine nice guy and we got to meet him and i actually got his designer ears for jason for his wedding present so at the festival of the arts we got it autographed by him and told him the story about our wedding and all that fun stuff so it was really 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 cool yeah totally cool so that being said, that was our This Day in Disney. We hope you enjoyed it. Again, you can find all the information, facts, and more about Disney's history at Disney at uh, thisdayindisney.com. And they're not sponsoring the show at all. We just use their uh, website for reference for this segment. And uh, Julie likes to talk a lot of shit behind the mic without saying words. I said they should sponsor us. Oops. We're probably giving them the most... Uh Airtime they've ever had in their entire lives. Quite possibly. I'd rather be sponsored by like D23 or something. Or Disney. Or Disney, yeah. But they won't sponsor us because we have the F yeah in the name. But what if it stood for... Fun yeah! Or family yeah. It will once we have babies. Or fun family. Isn't that what we joked about? Or fucking fun family. It was. Well, along with our F yeah media brand. Stay tuned, folks. Just kind of uh, gave a little little teaser, teaser for things to come. So there you go. That was, again, our top whatever uh, Disney history thingies. <laughs> that was our top whatever Disney history thingies. That was our goddamn uh, top, top 10 Disney history moments of 1999. So now it's time for us to get into our uh, next little thingamabob that Miss Julie is going to be talking about, which is... segment take it away julie so first i want to talk about some sad things that are happening oh sad things eh, not really like that they're still coming party pooper but um there have been a few delays in theater releases of mulan and black widow because the theaters are closed and i do hope that they wait till the theaters are open and not just release them on disney plus because those movies deserve their box office time to shine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so Next, that kind of ties into that, is Disney Plus. And I know this is not free, but I know a lot of you out there do have Disney Plus, and now is a great time to take advantage of it. Frozen 2 was released early mm-hmm. on Disney Plus, which is awesome. Jason and I have already watched that a couple times. Mm-hmm. Samantha? Mm-hmm. And I don't even know a Samantha. <laughs> it's the best. Uh, and then coming on April 3rd onward is being released to Disney+. Plus. Now, that was also released as a digital download 
a few days ago. Mm-hmm. So hopefully some people did go out and buy it. We are waiting till it's released on Disney Plus because we pl- have paid for lots of years of Disney Plus. So we have earned our onward. Yes. If it gets re-released in the theater after all this is over, we will still go see it because that is just seems like a really amazing movie to go see on the big screen. I hear it's fucking incredible. I haven't watched or seen or looked at any reviews on it because I don't like that shit. But uh, a little fun story, though, if you want to hear a fun story about that movie. I do want to hear a fun story about that So the van they drive around uh, was inspired by some lady uh, who uh, has everything in her life is magical and unicorns and all this fucking bullshit. And so Disney, I guess, or Pixar. Is it Disney or Pixar made this? This is Pixar. Mm -hmm. Um, More or less stole her design of the van. And supposedly, uh, they're in the middle of a lawsuit right now over it. Whether that's uh, factual or not, but I, I did hear that on uh, Jim Hill's podcast. If you guys don't know about Jim Hill, Jim Hill is a uh, Disney insider, has a bunch of great podcast episodes. And he has one called Fine Tuning with the one and only Drew Taylor. And uh, Drew Taylor actually uh, wrote the Art of Onward book that uh, you can get on Amazon and what have you. And they don't, again, not sponsored, but uh, I do refer to Jim Hill a lot. Because, uh, again, he's he's he uh, at one point in time, from what I understand, was actually uh, not allowed at the parks because he was known for getting lost and all of a sudden, hey, I'm backstage. What's going on here? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he talks about it all the time. It's pretty funny shit. But you can find Jim Hill on uh, JimHillMedia.com, I believe his website is, or just look for Jim Hill. So anyways, honey, there's a bunch of free stuff that you guys can do, too. So this first stuff is awesome. Always free, actually, but a really cool way to educate your kids from home without having to follow a crazy curriculum or feel like you need to have this crazy structure because, while yes, it is still important for them to learn, you know, it's also important for them to stay kids and at the young ages, losing a couple months of school isn't a huge deal and I know that there are a lot of parents out there that are like oh my god how do I fill eight hours a day trying to you know have my children go through a curriculum of school and take classes and things like that and teach them things and uh, my sister-in-law is actually a homeschool teacher and she was explaining to me that because there isn't all of the other you know drama of other kids around and all the extra fluff of being in school that they actually get more work done in a day in a less, in a shorter period of time. And, you know, the kids are still learning, but then they can go on field trips and things like that. So don't stress out about, you know, this crazy schedule for the kids learning. They're going to learn a lot and you don't have to go crazy about it. So these two things are wonderful ways to help them learn a lot of stuff by having fun because they're Disney related. So there is Imagineering in a Box. Which is amazing. It's so cool. So it's 32 videos um, where Imagineers show how they use a wide range of skills. It's story development, conceptual design, math, physics, engineering. And they show you how to create immersive experiences. And then the online curriculum, it says, is aims to ignite curiosity, inspire creativity, and encourage innovation in the minds of students and teachers alike while creating fun and engaging opportunities to explore new concepts. So this is great for... Either one is great for all ages, but, you know, even as adults, you're going to be learning a lot from these, doing them with your kids, which yeah, is super, super awesome. And so it's all through con learning. 
which is awesome. And then they also have a Pixar in the box. And it says, Pixar and Khan Academy have collaborated to create and develop and promote a series of learning tutorials that demonstrate how traditional school subjects such as math, science, and the arts are a vital part of the everyday work put into the Pixar filmmaking processes. And this is really cool, too, because if you have a kid that's, you know, maybe struggles in school or isn't super focused or engaged, interested, you know, in learning kind of showing them this and hey you know all of these classes while they may not seem that important right now look at what all these people doing that are making these amazing movies that you love all use every day to make these amazing movies which is pretty cool yeah um so they have six videos for the pixar in a box and it's the art of storytelling and lesson one is we are all storytellers lesson two is character Lesson three is structure, four is visual language, five is filmmaking grammar, and six is storyboarding. So those are educational ways to have fun with your kids at home. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I'm jealous, actually. Like, I mean, yeah, not having this kind of stuff when we were kids. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, another thing that you can do at home for free, Disney puzzles. No, yeah, good idea. Disney puzzles are awesome. And they take a little bit of time to finish, and, you know, your kids might get in bored with them easily, but, you know, do it for a half an hour a day. You'll get that done in a week, a month, a year. depends on how long the, uh, how big the puzzle is. Um, like a Thomas Kincaid Disney puzzle? Yeah. They're huge. But they have, like, 4,000-piece Disney puzzles and all sorts of fun stuff. Huge. It's huge. So, you can snuggle with your Disney stuffies. Aww. I want to go home and snuggle with our Disney stuffies. Our figment. Our figments. Yeah, figments. That's true because we have more than one. We have three in the room alone and more elsewhere. So one of my favorite ideas that I came up with off the top of my head was eat popcorn out of your park buckets. Great idea, honey. When you're grabbing your groceries from the grocery store, grab some pop secret popcorn. Throw that shit in the oven. And no, don't throw popcorn in the oven. Throw that shit in the microwave. Yes. And then instead of using a bowl, put it in your damn park popcorn buckets. Cause Lord knows we all have a bunch of them that we paid like 16 to 20 bucks a piece for them. We might as well use it, some bitches. They are amazing. Even though we always forget ours in the car. Yeah, I think ours is in your car right now. Right? It is. Still yeah. half full of popcorn? Nope, I dumped it out. I know, there's still crumbs in there. Oh, no, I dumped it out. Okay. The crumbs. So there are also Disney video games that you can play. See. I personally own Kingdom Hearts, mm-hmm. The Lion King, and Aladdin. New, the updated versions on... Switch. Yes, I have the Lion King slash Aladdin version for the Switch. I do also have them on Sega and Super Nintendo. That's because she's a hoarder. Uh, because the original gaming systems are amazing. That has that is no people back me up here. This is true. That is not hoarding. So you can do sing-alongs with Spotify. I personally had my own personal sing-along this morning. I've been kind of feeling eh, down in the dumps about this whole nonsense. More so worried about my family, my parents up north because I can't go visit them. And we were supposed to go see them and now we can't. So i kind of just been in a little bit of a rut. And this morning I threw on my Bose speaker put on some rent and just sang it at the top of my lungs and for once i started to feel better which was awesome so do that with disney music there are disney first off disney coloring books i have several but they also have disney coloring pages we actually just saw someone had released some baby yoda ones print those things super adorable your kid play with them what it's amazing so you can ride the rides 
There are YouTube videos of all the rides. They are available. Search them on YouTube. Watch them on a big screen. Sit really cro- close. Fuck up your vision. Pretend like you're on the ride. Not only can you go to the ones in the States, but you can also go on the ones all of them. All of the world. Yeah. All of them. My favorite is going on uh, Pirates of Caribbean at Shanghai, because then you can hear uh, Johnny Depp's uh Captain Jack Sparrow speak to you in Japanese. Or I mean cool. in Chinese because he's in China. In Mandarin? <laughs> yeah, so he's in Mandarin, yeah. So Duh. One other thing that I saw that was really cute is uh someone posted that they were uh, going through some withdrawals, so they took their lunch out to eat it on a trash can out in the back and pretended like they were in Epcot. Yes, the finest dining in the world. Trash cans. <laughs> so that was super cute. At Epcot. Um, and then you can cook your favorite Disney food at home. Yes. So, onelittlespice.com. It's my other podcast. Right now we have the buffalo chicken spring rolls from Magic Kingdom. The recipe is up there. I am working really hard to get other recipes up there. I know the cheddar cheese soup from Le Cellier will be up there soon. A seven vegetable terrine from Akershus will also be up there. And did we do another one? Oh, uh, we have a recipe for... The Moroccan Feast, and there's another one that we haven't made the video for, but we have the recipe. So those will be up on the website soon, I promise. Um, But allyears.net also has some great recipes, and they actually, their recipe for the Ohana bread pudding is insanely amazing. Oh my god. That's all I have to say about that bread pudding. Disney. Oh, yeah, Jason had it for the first time with me the other day. Mm, it was amazing. Like a couple months ago. And it wasn't even the best of their bread pudding. It was damn good, but it's been better. Like, you didn't even get the best of the best, and mm. you thought it was the best of the best. No, but we still talk about the fact that we went there for our first uh, Valentine's Day kind of anniversary kind of celebration. And uh, for a fun thing on the house, they gave us a little Rice Krispie treat to a split. Oh, my God. That Rice Krispie treat was like the best Rice Krispie treat I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. I don't know why. Like fre- but I it think was because it was fresh. It wasn't but like pre But I made you fresh ones the other day, too, and they were not as good as this. It was just like fluffy and melt in your mouth. And it I don't know. It was that pixie like, dust that they put in that shit. It was so good. It was incredible. And I remember Jason took a bite of it, and I was like, yeah, right. Like, this is that good. And then I took a bite and was like, holy fuck. Yeah. It was amazing. Fuck yeah. It was good. Yep. So uh, that being said, all these all these little things that Julie's talking about, um, I'm going to be posting on our Instagram and putting links in uh, uh, the, I guess, our show notes in a sense but for the website, I mean, for this uh, podcast post. But we'll also be putting the just some different ideas on our Instagram. So stay tuned for that as well. Hell yeah. So Disney is doing something really cool. Uh, they have the Dapper Dans singing from home. So there's like six of them. And they're all on the screen together singing. And if you use the hashtag voices from home, you can vote for a song that you want them to sing next when That's they are live doing that. It's super cool. Super cool. And in happy Disney news. Yes. A baby zebra was born today. Today? Yeah. Oh, how cute. And a baby porcupine was born yesterday. Oh, my God. That thing was adorable. It was the cutest little fuzziest thing ever because his little sprinkles hadn't come in yet. And Jason was like, he's probably spiky from birth. I was like, that would be the worst birth ever. Yeah. I'm trying not to say something about uh, things to do with that's Disney stuff because I don't know if you're going to say it or not. So I'm trying to like bite my tongue here. So yeah, h- hurry so up. Let's get into that section. That's it. Oh, Baby okay. Porcupine. So another thing I think I think is amazing uh, is families right now that are getting together and recreating uh, Disney rides. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Uh, there was somebody I saw, um, uh, my daughter and I's original Disney-inspired uh, T-shirt 
page are inspired on Main Street that we're going to be starting to use more often. So the proper grammar for that is my daughter and my? My, da- my daughter and me. Because um, it it's my, not I. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I posted on there the other day uh, <laughs> uh, some updated pictures of the, the uh, Cinderella's castle and what's going on there. And uh, since we haven't talked about that yet, too, us uh, taking a risk and going on the last day of Magic Kingdom opening. But uh, that being said, um, they recreated uh, Maelstrom. Fucking amazing. Best ride ever. And it was so fun. They went up and down the stairs. They had the kid had three heads. And, I mean, it was like, it was really well done. So it's just fun to see the different families. Uh, The families that did the Splash Mountain recreation. That was amazing. And then they had like a photo pass at the very uh, end of it. The Pirates one. No, I haven't yet. Oh, that's the one with the lady with the doggy doggy door and the the bone whistling at the dog, or like the full the ride. Gate? Yeah, the get baby gate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty fun. So, if you're jonesing for some Disney, there is a shit ton of things you could do out there to entertain yourself. I mean, really, there's a shit ton of things out there yeah, to entertain way yourself. Yeah, there's way more things that I said, but oh, one of the things. Sorry, I totally missed a whole one. Paint some Disney art. Oh yeah, totally. Like, I have been getting back into painting, and I have so many Disney ideas for what I can paint, and hey, you guys got some free time. Like, there was actually a girl, okay, so, there's a, a friend of mine on Facebook that has been getting back into painting, and she's she's really hard on herself about everything in life, but she was really getting down on herself with some of the art that she was creating, and I was like, girl, that is amazing. Have you seen Picasso? Like... Yeah, it's pretty cool. Don't say that that isn't good. It is. And create whatever kind of art you want in whatever kind of way you want. Don't let anybody judge you. Don't judge yourself. Just have fun with it. I agree. Um, Also, uh, for those that are familiar with Jay, uh, Jay Maruyama, uh, he's an amazing uh, freelance Disney illustrator and uh, has some art in the Wonderground Gallery. He's also uh, at our... Uh, Festival of the Arts, uh, he is doing a competition uh, art kind of fun thing called Stay at Home. And it's called, uh, it's actually it's called In-House Artist Drawing Challenge. Uh, challenge number one was to draw a famous character that wears a hat. And that was done uh, one day ago. Uh, today's post that was recording this, uh, he says, draw an interesting, an ab- draw an advertising mascot for a product, place, or sports team. So this isn't just always Disney stuff, but he's putting challenges out there which i think is pretty gnarly um and like there's so many lists of all sorts of different kind of challenges you can do um i'm participating in one day one was meditate day two was draw a picture of your a tree or your pet day three today was do a mad lib i did part of your world actually (laughs) since i've brought it up i'm going to read it to you all oh a mad lib about part of your world like uh Part of the world. Oh, that being said, on a side note, while she's finding her little thing, I um, if you get a chance, Disney Plus has an amazing documentary called Waking Sleeping Beauty. Oh, we also did that. I watched today. We've been watching on Disney Plus with Aladdin and stuff. We have to yeah, we also, yeah, we got lots, to, lots to talk about still. But uh, yeah, it's called Waking. Oh my God, that was gross. Uh, it's called Waking Sleeping Beauty, and it's a documentary about the Disney Animation Studios. They're near collapse uh, to when Michael Eisner came in. And then to when they went through their renaissance to the release of Beauty and the Beast and how uh, Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid basically uh, saved the studios until they got into uh, what is now all 3D animation. It's very fascinating. So anyways, hon, you're part of your world ad lib. Look at this tree. Isn't it neat? When you think my collection's complete, when you think I'm the book, the book who has everything. (laughs) 
Look at this monkey. Treasures untold. How many wonders can one Taylor Swift hold? Galloping around here, you'd think. Sure. She's got everything. All right, I think that's all I can sing before we get in trouble. So, I've got dollars and toilets aplenty. I've got who's it's and what's it galore. You swim thingamabobs? I've got 42. But who cares? No pretty deal. I pounce more. I want to be where the curtains are. I want to see, want to see him singing. Walking around on those, what do you call them? Oh, feet. Frolicking your fins, you don't get too far. Legs are required for pondering, dancing. <laughs> Strolling along, down those, down the, what's that word again? Dinosaur. <laughs> up where the tables dig, up where tables run, up where tables stay all day in the sun. <laughs> Wandering free, wish I could be. <laughs> Part of that street sign. <laughs> what would I give if I could live out of these computers? What I would pay to spend a day warm on the sand. Bet you on Galapagos, they understand. But they don't reprimand their fingers. Bright young women, sick of braiding, ready to stand. Ready to know what the key know. Ask them wonderful questions and get some answers. What's a phone? And why does it, what's the word? Skip. When's it my turn? Wouldn't I listen? Listen to explore that eye up above. Out of crazy flower. Wish fire could be. Waddle of that popsicle. Oh my god. <laughs> That's amazing. So that was my mad lib for today. So there's so much fun stuff. Spike Spork. Spike Spork. Spike Spork. Spike Spork. <laughs> Shit's been in my head since we recorded last time. Spike Spork. Spike Spork. Spike Spork. <laughs> And then when we watched Aladdin the other day. Yeah, Aladdin was awesome, actually, the second time watching it. Oh, my God, it was so much better than the, the first time. The live version. So much better than the first Yeah, time. I think because we went there with, like, I mean, I went there myself personally with zero preconceptions. Me too, but I was still disappointed. I mean, I still loved it, but, I like, the beginning intro with Will Smith singing the... The Akbar song. Whatever. Agrabah. When I come from a land from a faraway place... And then he changes the words a little bit. And, it's, and that's, that's So I think my issue okay, go on. with it is Will Smith has a good voice. Mm-hmm. Not quite like The Rock does, but... No, when he was singing like his loud, strong parts, yeah. dude can sing. Yeah, he got to. But he just like kind of didn't try, I feel like. He kind of half-assed the singing. I'm sure he tried like 40 fucking times. We don't know how many takes he had. I know. I just feel like... He has a good voice, and he should have sang more. Well. Instead of his, like, word rapping. Yeah. It's all good, though. It's shit's hilarious. It's a great movie. It was so good. We definitely recommend it. Like, do, like, a whole, like, Yeah, again, it was sef- like definitely better the second time, but that was my big critique the first time. Well, we were going to do a live, live action, quote-unquote, uh, Disney marathon kind of start with the first one, which was Cinderella. Uh, which is not yet available on the Disney Plus. Man, I didn't really want to watch it, so I'm really glad it wasn't available. But on you got to see it. I think it's really good. I loved it a lot, especially her magical dress. It's amazing. I like a lot. And that's what I think is the fun thing with the Disney live action stuff is the costuming and the sets and stuff. Like it's. Oh my God, Jasmine's dresses were amazing. I want all of them. I, all like I loved Indian culture, just like Eastern In Indian. In general, yeah. Yeah, like. I loved the dancing. I loved this kind of stop motion esque that it had. Like I loved that from the beginning. Guy. Guy Ritchie. Richie yeah. is one brilliant, but two makes some pretty damn beautiful cinematography. Yeah, he's fun. But yeah, the dancing was amazing, and it was cool because they were able to make his dancing. It was kind of almost like a pop and lock style, so it looked 
like it was being controlled mm-hmm. by Will Smith, a genie, and it was just insanely impressive. Yeah, it's so much fun. My favorite part still, though, he's like, how about a big hat? And he's like, no. You think? He was like, I don't want a big hat. And he was like, that's not a big hat. And then he sure. walks in during the... Um, the make way for Prince Ali parade. Yeah, and he has this massive, massive... I did not notice that the first time I watched it. Oh, my God, that was hilarious. That's the best. So also on another thing we did, uh, like I kind of teased earlier, is we went to Magic Kingdom on the last day before they closed. Now, we did not stay till the end, uh, which to me was probably, I don't I know, just ri- ridiculous. I washed my hands more in that day that we were in the park than I probably have in my entire life. Except for when we got popcorn, you went like right into the bucket. I did not. With your corona fingers. They were not, whoa. I'm just kidding. She didn't. Or did she? She didn't. But we had some fast passes set up. We enjoyed ourselves. And uh, we went in for a quick hit. I mean, really for us, we wanted to go in there and thank the cast members and just kind of fill it out. And amazingly enough, from what we experienced, the cast was in great um, Yeah, because it was character. literally the day after <laughs> I'm all not sure. of the... Spirits, that's the word I'm looking for. It was literally the day after all the DCP kids realized that they were having to go home, which... Honestly, I know everybody's really upset about that, but they got paid for the two weeks and it is a college program and all of the colleges in the area were sending all of their student home students home. Yeah. And for some kids, college is their Disney and Disney was responsible for them in a sense. And so they had to make the decision to send the college kids home like every other college yeah but from what i understand is those that are from uh the international kids uh they didn't have to go home they could make the decision on whether they wanted to or not and if they stayed they still had to uh cover their dorm fees and stuff like that obviously while getting paid from just from what i understand um i know i left work that saturday i think it was because the international students weren't allowed to go home so they offered them a place to stay right like like the chinese pavilion like they italy well, yeah, but like the kids from China weren't even like the new the new fresh batch. Like we had a fresh batch coming from Mexico, and the uh, ones from China weren't allowed in. I know even the uh, one of the kids a couple days when I was there Thursday, before it all closed, one of the kids was new to the Mexico pavilion that got us the water, and he was like so excited. Oh, I felt bad. Yeah, but I know I left work Saturday night, and uh, the energy that day was definitely different. It was well f- Friday was the announcement of us closing um and then saturday was the news of like like the big news of all the dcp kids having to go home and stuff um so it, it definitely being there in that environment as in that in my space uh was definitely very somber and i, and I left the parks very somber and kind of sad that night and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to go back the next day to have a really happy upbeat pleasant memory before the parks close because yeah. that was really important to me for jason to have that because i know how upset he was when yeah. he left on Saturday. And it's not something that I usually talk about. Like, I've actually edited it out so many times. How many times I've mentioned I'm a cast member <laughs> on this show. <laughs> but, you know, I'm at a point right now where, just, um, you know, fuck it. I'm talking about it. I don't usually talk about it. It's because of conflict of interest and having a potty mouth and uh, the things we talk about on here. But, as you can probably understand, uh, it was definitely was an interesting day. And I was just glad that I got to uh, just build relationships and friendships with uh, a lot of the cast members that were there that had to go home. But, uh... Yeah, so 
you're listening to this right now and you're a Disney College program uh, former student, uh, hope that if you get a chance to come back, uh, you definitely take that opportunity. Because that's the one nice thing with Disney is that not only did they offer the students and the cast members um, a chance to say that your thing is completed, um, which then allows them to be rehired. Because if you leave it uncompleted, you don't get rehired. So uh, just a fun little thing that Disney Disney definitely did did good. So and I'm and I'm glad that Disney closed. You know, there's uh, especially it's us here. It's interesting because I remember Jason like being really concerned about washing his hands and you know concerned about this from the get-go and i was like it's nothing yeah for like the last two months <laughs> and then disney closed and i was like oh fuck all right this shit's real okay and then my anxiety set in and i'm glad disney closed because i feel like disney closing set the pace for what's progressing now and not that Disney should have closed earlier, but I think if Disney had closed earlier, like this all would have been happening earlier because I think when Disney closed their US, like because obviously China, Hong Kong, mm-hmm. um, Shanghai, Tokyo, like those made sense to close because of the catastrophe that was happening overseas. And then, you know, Paris, we were expecting that to, you know, close. But the fact that they closed. When they did, yeah. Disney World and Disneyland, I think, set the pace for, you know, kind of the accelerated, I guess, in a sense. Oh, shit, Disney closed. Fuck, this might be real in the United States, kind of. Yeah, because Disneyland went first because it being in California. By one day, though. Yeah, but they they definitely took the lead because California was having issues. And uh, because also the most of the population that goes to the parks are locals. Exactly. With their 3 million plus APs. We're like, here... You get someone that's sick in the park, and then they all of a sudden contaminate, you know, a thousand people that they're around, which actually hadn't happened. But we, as we a lot of us saw on the news, somebody that was here in the park actually died in California uh, that visited the Walt Disney World parks here, and uh, they had symptoms and everything before they left Orlando. Yeah, which is the exact reason why Disney didn't want that to continue happening because yeah. Disney World is more of an international park, and more people from around the world come to visit and. You know, that's just millions and millions of people that yeah. are spreading it to millions and millions more, and Disney didn't want to have that on their conscience. I mean, I always kind of joke, like, myself personally, how I'm exposed to everything from Ebola to the frickin' Black Plague, and my immune system is really strong because of it. But, but again, <laughs> uh, I don't know how strong it actually is. So, we try, We really don't want to talk about the this virus too much, but because it is Disney news, and it affected us both personally... Uh, not only as fans and and park attendees, but also just me being a cast member and you know being out of work now. And uh, Universal Studios announced yesterday they're going to be staying closed until April 29th. And I think or the, the fact 19th. That the 19th. So what people are like really upset about Disney not saying anything about whether they're staying closed. They canceled the Star Wars half marathon, marathon. weekend. Yeah. Obviously, kind of foreshadowing they're not going to be open then. Yeah, I don't really see any parks really opening until some probably in May. I think it'd be the smart move. Yeah, when it you know comes down to it, yeah. So and I know okay. So and another thing too, and I know our listeners are probably all awesome, but the cast members that are helping you reschedule your vacations, there's only so much that they can do. They can help you reschedule. They're waiving a lot of cancellation fees, helping you reschedule on things like that. Just be patient with them and don't. 
you're not the only one whose vacation is ruined and it sucks and it's awful. Yeah, don't be like the irate mom who's like, fuck you, Disney, you owe me a sleeping night in Cinderella's castle. Exactly. Like, there is only so much that the cast members can do and they are doing their best. Yeah, totally. Yeah, 100%. And, we you know, something we were kind of laughing about at, at, that I brought to attention to some of our cast members that they didn't think about is, I mean, Disney's losing a ton of fucking money. Right now is peak time for our parks here. Spring break, peak time. I mean, like, right now, between this and the holidays is the busiest times of the year. Disney's losing a shit ton of revenue in the movies right now. I mean, you name it, things are happening. Things, you know, shit's going fucking falling apart. Their stocks have dropped. But they're also saving a shit ton of money by being closed between people having fucking lawsuits against them, uh, you know, lack of revenue or lack of cast members having to pay cast members that are homesick because they stayed at work and were exposed. But they're also saving money on the nightly lack of fireworks. Lack of fireworks, the actual electricity of, you know, the park lights being on, the rides running. Yeah. But one thing, too, is like uh, some of the talk was that the, the construction is going to be continuing to go on. Um, but once on the federal level, Trump was like, you know, no more than 10 people. And then OSHA and the, the union stepped in and they're like, well, we can't really have a construction site with, you know, less than 10 people. It's kind of pointless and unsafe. Yeah. So all the all the construction has also come to a complete halt, which for a lot of us, we're kind of hoping like, hey, fuck, yeah. When we get back to Epcot, it's going to be all done. That would be <laughs> cool. but Yeah, not the fact. So. Yeah, so I guess enough of the Disney uh, Let's talk about Corona topic here. Um, yeah, so again, you know, Julie did just share a, really a lot of fun stuff you guys can do at home. And there's so much more. Like, that's just like yeah. a tip of the iceberg. The fun thing with Disney, as we all know, is Walt was really big about using your imagination. Our favorite character is Figment because he is the figment of your imagination. And right now is a better time than ever just to have some fucking fun. Be crafty. Learn some new shit. Get out the coloring books, paint with your poop if you want, whatever you got to do. And like, don't... Just have some fucking fun. I mean, I told you how to, how to wipe your ass with one sheet of toilet paper. Fuck the toilet paper. Use that poop to wipe paint with. And don't be too hard on the kids and their schooling and all of that because they are still kids and we don't want them to feel what we're feeling with the anxiety and the stress and all of this. They're still kids. Let them be kids. Let them have this fun time off. Like, you want them to remember this. Like... You don't want them to have a terrible, horrible yeah. memory of this. And how many of you had that have animals at home? Your animals are loving the fact that you're home. Like, whoa, why are my people home for? This is pretty cool. I got lots of warm laps to sit on and walks to go on now. So uh, take advantage of it. You know, it's something Julie and I kind of laughed about we, when we went out and got our toilet paper. and, and uh, Not toilet paper, but we got our wine and our, our snacks and necessities. Uh, we went to the dollar store first and stocked up on snacks. And uh, a lot of I had gummy llamas. Yes. Well, a lot of people are on the opposite spectrum and are taking advantage of this time to kind of like reset their health and get in shape. I've seen a lot of people out running and walking and, you know, all shapes and sizes, which I think is fantastic. Um, so make sure that you are getting outside. You're getting some sun on your face. As we all know, people that live like in, say, Alaska, where it sometimes it's dark for six months of the year and they deal with depression and stuff and they have to have special lights in their house because of the UV spectrums you get from the sun and the vitamin D that you get, you really need to be outside and get some fresh air. Sitting on your front porch, waving at your neighbors as they walk by, you know, as long as you're staying within six feet of each other like they're recommending and, you know, just, just following the rules per se, um, 
we could all make this make this a fun vacation. I know we're not getting paid. Some of us, a lot of layoffs are happening, and people are out of work. Um, but the you government know, is working with us. Yeah, There's they're trying to help out. Emergency unemployment. There, there's a lot going on to help us out. We just gotta take a deep breath and try to just chill the fuck out. And in, and enjoy this a little bit. Yeah. Don't don't forget to enjoy the little things and mm-hmm. have some fun. Don't yep. make this so stressful. You just take a deep breath and have some fun. And if you play Pokemon Go like me, man, oh my you God, okay. are enjoying Wh- the shit out of this right now. I was wondering if he was going to bring it up. It was literally a wife's worst nightmare. <laughs> Let me tell you about Pokemon Go. So in our bedroom, mm-hmm. we don't get any Pokemon. Normally. There's a Pokestop outside the house. That's okay. Like if he wants to go out there, yada yada. He'll take a walk at the in night at the night, and catch some Pokemon and come back to bed and be fine. Last night we were in bed. It was probably I don't even know how late, and we're like snuggling, watching TV, and I'm looking up at the TV, and he has his phone like hidden, playing fucking Pokemon Go, catching goddamn Pokemons while we're trying to have like together time. Hey, I spent eight dollars on this Genesec text uh, tasks. That ends tomorrow. I got to complete this thing. Otherwise, I wasted $8. Even though I didn't really waste it because I'm going to get this thing anyways. However, the fact of the matter is... But it's really awesome that they are doing this and they're giving you a shit ton of incense and allowing you to catch all of these Pokemon from from the safety of your home because that's another thing that's helping keep people inside. It's actually really funny. There was a meme that was out there that was like, this is the exact opposite of when Pokemon was released in 2016 because... At that time, literally, there were just drones and communities of people coming out and playing this game together. And it was like yeah. this like peaceful harmony. It was amazing. And now all of those people are inside still playing Pokemon, but social distancing, which yeah, we is can, awesome. Yeah, we can battle each other now from a distance. I mean, it's, it's fucking rad. And if you're an introvert, God bless you. Because right now, you're having the time of your life. I wish that I could have the time of my life, but I still have to work because I am an essential worker. You are an essential worker. God bless you, Both honey. of my jobs, damn it. Yep. All right, so enough of that crap. I think it's now it's time for us to start talking about what our main segment of the show is. Oh, it's not like a main segment. It's just a, a fun new segment we're going to be doing. Um, not all the time, but we will occasionally do our top fives or top tens or just like do some fun things. When we think of a fun top five category. Discussing some stuff. Uh, so today we are going to be discussing our top five attractions or shows that we haven't experienced that have either closed forever or are closed now temporarily. And it doesn't have to be that we haven't experienced, but also that we... Just take for granted. Take for granted. Yeah. Like walking down Main Street. Like I love skipping down Main Street. And Julie's all about, okay, let's get our 45th photo pass picture on Main Street as we hit every single photo pass picture person on the way up. Yeah, we got to get the perfect pictures. And uh, yeah, so... I will say, it's not on my list, but one thing that I uh, I miss is walking around the park holding your hand. Mm, I know, I miss that too. And kissing you everywhere in front of all the stuff. Yeah, she's all about the PDA at Disney. I mean, we can go like out to dinner or th- or in front of a thousand people at, at a park, and she's like, get the fuck off me. But at Disney, she wants to give me blowjobs right there in the middle of the park. Basically. Yeah, we're, we're nasty. We actually talked about when we started doing the show before we even started it was about doing a uh, a whole series or a show on sex in the parks. And I mean, that being said, um, might as well just kind of bring it up right now. Uh, I'm going to put up a survey here pretty soon. 
and uh, have you all send us some emails. If you're a couple and you have copulated within the Disney parks. Or any sort of foreplay or yeah, anything, sneakiness. You know, a blowjob on like a uh, Spaceship Earth, maybe. A handjob on the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, we would love to know. Uh, give us all the juicy details. You can send us an email at fiaddisney. Perhaps a picture that was captured while a handjob was being done. Yeah. <laughs> Photo pass picture. <laughs> Who knows? They do have infrared cameras everywhere. Uh, but you can send us an email at fiaddisney at gmail.com. Uh, we will obviously leave your name That's anonymous. That's not our email address. It's fiaddsny. D-S-N-Y. D-S-N-Y. Uh, our, our email is in the show notes. Just use that link. <laughs> <laughs> but if uh, you and your uh, significant other have ever had any kind of sexual fun in the Disney parks and join the Mickey Mouse Mile High Club, we would love to know. And again, uh, you can give us some fake names. You can say anonymous or whatever. And then uh, we'll announce here probably next time we record when we're going to do that episode. Oh, yeah. Because uh, fun to talk about. Yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun because I, I know uh, some people in my life that have uh, had some fun in the Disney parks, specifically at Hollywood Studios over on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, not me, but just saying. So, anyways, so now we're going to get into our top five uh, attractions or things that either have closed or that are temporarily closed that and either we, we have or haven't done, but we just generally have taken for granted. So, you want to go first, love? I will. Okay, go first. So, my first one is The Great Movie Ride. Okay. I can tell you the exact date it closed. I don't remember the year, but it was August 19th. Same day that Universe of Energy closed. Which so is crazy. Amy and I had gone on our, actually, I think we went for Flower and Garden that year. So it was 2017, I believe. So we went for Flower and Garden and there was a 20 minute wait and we couldn't, we didn't get a fast pass or anything. Um, and we thought to ourselves, we'll just ride it the next time we're here. And then we left and like a month later, they announced that they were closing the great movie ride. Yeah. I th- yeah, just one one little side note. Not trying to cut you off, but I think that uh, any any kind of good uh, mindset at Disney is if you think to yourself, "I'll just get that next time." I guarantee you, one hundred percent, it is not going to be there ever again. I learned the hard way. Yeah, that sucks. Um, yeah, so that really sucked because that was one of our absolute favorite rides ever of all time. And Mickey's Runaway Railroad just isn't as good. You know what I just realized? My blackout dates are going to be even extended even longer now. Mm-hmm. Unless they just open the park just to us cast members. <laughs> as a qu- Welcome back. Sorry we made you go home for a while. <laughs> Who knows? That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty rad because we were blacked out all the way through May. Like just even like the weekend before or something like that is yeah. like an appreciation for like yeah. everything. But I won't find out because I work for a third party. I don't have access to the hub. Maybe they'll hook us up. Who knows? Anyways. So, yeah. I think... Uh, but I have heard the reviews from Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway that it's fucking amazing. It's just like how people freaked out about the Tower of Terror closing and Guardians of the Galaxy taking it over. And you cannot give an opinion until you've been on it. There is all kind of nostalgic winks and nods to the great movie ride in that ride. I'm telling you, dude. I haven't seen the videos, but I've heard about it. And I've heard it is fucking incredible what they've done with that ride she's giving me the uh, RBF smirk I'm not really sure what I call it's it it's a glare okay side eye glare <laughs> <laughs> so 
So these are also not in any specific order, right? We're not like ranking these at all. <coughs> so I will say that uh, one thing that I have taken for granted and have not yet done. Have not. I have not done yet, but still does exist. Uh, this is kind of tying two things into one is uh, eating at Be Our Guest's restaurant and as well as doing story time with Belle. I have eaten at Be Our Guest all three meals, but I have not on multiple occasions. I think I've done at least uh, all of them at least twice. Yeah. But I have not done story time with Belle. But I have a story time with Belle bookmark, so I can pretend. Thanks to your husband who carried it in his back pocket the whole day. I found it. You did, but I still carried it for you. You didn't even know you were carrying it. We what got home and you were like, oh, what's this shit in my back pocket? What do you mean? I knew I had it the whole day and I was making sure I kept it safe. Because you said, well, we'll just see how it looks like at the end of the day. And I made sure I kept it safe in my back pocket because I knew if I sat with it in my back pocket, it would be nice and straight and flat by my butt cheeks. It's true. But uh, story time with Belle, if you do not know, it is a chance for you, you and your don't family. Not know. If you don't know, uh, it's a chance for you to go hang out with Belle and recreate the Beauty and the Beast story with her. And uh, they have an amazing they do a, um, animatronic a story time at uh, the Adventurers Breakfast at the Napa Rose in the Grand Californian in Disneyland in Anaheim in California in the United States. And neat, you get to meet all sorts of characters. And one, the meal is amazing. And you do story time with Mulan, and it was amazing because it was the first time I ever met Mulan. Huh. Uh, the first time I ever met Mulan, she was in her traditional garb, and uh, I asked her to sign my t-shirt, and she wouldn't because it was on my body. So I had to take off my shirt and have her sign it. I was cold out, so I had another shirt on underneath that. But yeah, so if you're wearing a t-shirt and you want a character to sign it, they won't sign it. It's on your body. How about that? But uh, yeah, so Storytime with Belle is a lot of fun. They have an amazing uh, Lumina- Lumiere animatronic. Uh, they have a lot of the other characters that are in there that are animatronics. And you get to go in there with Belle and uh, do some fun story time. I think it's pretty rad. Where is it? It is to the left of the Be Our Guest restaurant. Belle's Cottage is right there to the left. And then way off in the distance is the Beast's Beast gigantic castle. castle. But tiny in perspective. It's fucking like three feet tall. Have you ever seen those pictures of like the guys up there working on it? They're bigger than the castle. It's, it's terrible. So anyways, that's my first one that I have, hun. Which we need to do when we go back. That's like that's like the first thing I want to do when we go back to Disney, the Magic Kingdom. I want to go do a story time with Bill. Okay, but the first thing we're gonna do when we go back to Disney yes. is get ahi tuna nachos. That's at Animal Kingdom. But that is literally the first thing we're going to do when we go back to Disney. Look, you'll probably do that before I get a chance to go with you. Yeah, probably. So All right. So my what's next your one, one is the Osborne Family Lights. Mm. I was there the last year that they existed, on the first day that they were put up. Had a park hopper, did all four parks. And, and didn't see them. them? Oh, man. I was there the last weekend that they were up. And we actually didn't even know that they were still there. They were like, they actually extended it. And I didn't know that they were extending it to uh, end it until we actually went there. And I still, if I go online and watch the videos for it, uh, Expedition Theme Parks, uh, if you're not familiar with him, he does a great, has a great YouTube channel. Um he did a full video on uh, the last night of that, and I swear I cry every time I watch it because I did the the Mickey Mouse Club song to make it for like the last very last song. I really loved that part of Hollywood Studios, regardless of the lights. Yeah, the downtown. Like the I've New seen York the area. lights up, just not lit up. Like I've seen them during the day. Like I saw them all. 
A fun little fact about those lights, too, is that when they first installed the lights, um, they were the original set of lights from the family, for one, before they changed them over to LEDs. And along in one of the boxes was a cat, a black cat, that got mixed up in the Halloween de- as Halloween decorations from the family. Did they put it up? Every year, they used to hide. There was a hidden kitty amongst the, all the lights. Oh. They had lots of hidden Mickeys, but they also had a hidden black cat. And it was like a silhouette of a scaredy cat. I love it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But yeah, that's... Uh, that's definitely one of those one of those things I'm definitely gonna miss. That is for sure. But have you ever seen it before? Like you have you ever seen him seen him? Not in person. You never saw him in person ever? Nope. Oh man, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true, that's what the segment's about, things you have not seen. Well not necessarily. This is true. Well, my second one is the lights camera motor stunt show. I can't tell you how many times lights, I cameras, motors. Yeah, that one. But how many times I did the um, the backstage lot tour. When it was a full tour, when it was like an hour and a half long, roughly. <clears throat> yeah, it used to be really long. They used to have to get off, and then you go through like a museum kind of gimmick. Oh, yeah. And then you get back on the cart tram again. Oh, and we go just through went the, to the, the second thing. Yeah, and so that they, the they the like cut it in half. Yeah, because you used to go through the neighborhood that they had like uh, the Golden Girls house and stuff. And they, when they first brought the Osborne lights in, they actually put the lights up in the neighborhood, and they would close it down at sunset, and you could actually walk through the neighborhood and see the lights, which I never got a chance to see that. I wasn't really going to Disney at that point in time in my life. Um, but, yeah, I never got to see... Like, I saw it from a distance. I saw it from the, the, the backlot tour when you would go to the, uh, the Grand Canyon semi-truck waterfall exploding fire scene. Uh, you could generally see the... The back of the uh, the stadium seats from that area, from that vantage point, you can see some of the cars going and doing their thing. It was always pretty cool. But so my college boyfriend and his family were obsessed with Disney. Um, so we would use we used to watch like before like the Imagineering shows and things like that on Disney Plus. They had all these shows and things like that about Disney rides and things like that. So I knew a lot about Disney before I went for my first time. And one of the things was this stunt show and we went to go see it and seeing it on the videos, you see like the behind the scenes of how they do everything and how the car driving backwards was just a dude in the car driving the other way and like just all that cool stuff. So you knew going into it, like what everything was and then watching it all come together and like seeing that it doesn't av- actually look like any of that was really awesome. And that's the thing with like watching the, like even like the rides on YouTube, like it's just, you can't like, that's why I haven't watched the Mickey Minis one yet. Cause it's just like, you can't, ex- you have to experience that shit in person. Even like rise of resistance. I still haven't watched the videos for it yet. Even Hagrid's. Yeah. True. Hagrid's too. And we were that in person. Oh my <sighs> God, dude, that was incredible. That was insane. Still. Yeah, that was so amazing. <laughs> I still get like, a rush thinking about it. Yeah, it was a blast, especially getting to sit in the front. Oh, that was insane. <laughs> and that was like just luck of the draw. We got to sit in the very front. Yeah, that was amazing. Is it time for my next one? It sure is. I really miss um, just kind of going to Epcot and watching the glass blower in Mexico. Oh, I heard that guy's pretty cool. It's pretty great. Hell yeah. But yeah, no, it's just uh, like visiting Jason at work. I can't do that right now and, she's and i mean i guess in the I, way. I guess i can visit you at work yeah because i'm here right now at work yeah <laughs> but uh in my studio but no it's definitely weird because you know i'd, I'd you know get out of work late have a rough day and you know yeah going into the park was nice but kind of just being able to be like hey and like seeing the smile on his face when i walked up because he you know was surprised to see me and things like that so 
that's definitely something that I miss. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Excuse me. Yeah, and our shop in Mexico is really small, and she's always in the way. Oh, and it's always hot. Well, because I'm in there. And I'm leaning and forward, I'm and there's this, like, freaking light that beams down from the ceiling onto a mirror in the case, and it blinds me every time. Yep. Yeah. I definitely miss that. And especially when I worked at Disney Springs, you come visit me. You always surprise me. Every time. Which is where we met. While yeah, I, was there I working. miss when you worked at Disney I don't think we've ever actually talked about that on the show, have we? We haven't really talked about it before. How we met? Yeah, how we met at uh, Disney Springs while I was making Figment one day. Mm-hmm. Your little cute ass walked in there. Was I? Yeah, I thought so. I thought you were a cocky dick artist glassblower. Because I am. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we connected because we both had podcasts, so that's how we stayed connected. And we put our name, Amy and I put our name on a wait list for this figment that had a crazy long wait list. And he uh, posted on his Instagram that that shit was live and people could buy it and the wait list was over and Amy and I never got our call. So I called Arebus Brothers and was like, the fuck? But in a nice way. Um, and they were like, no, we called all the pre-orders and I don't have your information here anyway. Jason got the what the fuck mm-hmm. message. No, I was like, hey, so we never got a call and I just called Arebus Brothers and they told me to call someone in the warehouse and um, I'm not really sure what to do and what? And... You were like, um, so I'm not really sure. I'll check when I get into work uh, Friday morning, but I probably didn't give them your info. Yep, and I was super organized, and there were the, uh, like the 180 people that ordered this thing. I uh, forgot her name. Yep, and uh, so the next day, which was Friday, it was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I hadn't heard from him, so I sent him a DM and was like, hey, you figure anything out about that figment? And he said... Yeah, I fucked up. I forgot to give your information to them. I have your piece of paper right here. And I actually said I fucked up. I don't think he actually had the piece of paper on. <coughs> nope, I totally did. I had a, a notebook that I kept everything in. I probably could dig it out of my fucking my car. Because he asked for our information. Yep. I just want to get in those guts. <laughs> but it was really funny because I was talking to him through uh, Amy and my podcast and uh, he kind of had no idea who he was talking to. And i it's funny because he was thinking that as a Julie or Amy. And I was thinking it too because I was like, oh, I wonder if he thinks this is Amy that he's talking to. So when he was like, give me your information. Sorry. So when he was like, give me your information, I said, my information is, and put Juliet, whatever. And then I put in Amy's is so that he would know who he was talking to. Nice. And then the rest is history. Now you get to listen to our crazy asses talk to each other every night. Yeah, how about that? We had our happily ever after, and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. All right, well, my one, my next one, is I never got a chance to see the legend of Captain Jack Sparrow attraction at Hollywood Studios. I never knew that existed. Yeah, so uh, where Toy Story Land is now is where their attraction building used to be. Uh, so if you're... Going into the entrance for Toy Story Land, the building was right there, basically. Um, if you look where the uh, you have the uh, uh, the Walt exhibit that's there, you would have 
Oh, behind yeah. that was the big show building. Yeah, and they had the yeah. I did not get to see and then that it was either. Like, okay, then now it was like, I remember. And it was like it Pixar, yeah, yeah. Pixar area. Yeah, Amy and I used to see that all the time, and I was like, oh, Pirates of the Caribbean, that looks amazing. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know, Jack Sparrow, that seems kind of stupid. Well, we'll never know. I should have go and uh, look in here on Wikipedia. I wanted just to read a little information about it because I'm actually really curious about this myself. Um, according to Wikipedia. Uh, the Legend of Captain Jack Sparrow was an immersive walkthrough special effects attraction at Disney's Hollywood Studios theme park at Walt Disney World Resort. The attraction opened on December 6, 2012. It replaced the Journey into Narnia Prince Caspian attraction that previously occupied the building. Interesting. I didn't know that. That also sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, guests followed the story of Captain Jack Sparrow from the Pirates of the Caribbean film series and experienced several interactive sequences. Eventually, The Legend of Captain Jack Sparrow closed on November 6, 2014. Uh, guests were taken into an indoor theater themed to a coastal cove where they were recruited by a talking skull uh, voiced by James Arnold Taylor in hopes of becoming part of Captain Jack Sparrow's crew. During the training process, static skeletons are reanimated from the dead. Davy Jones' Kraken appears and mermaids attempt to coax guests by singing sea chants. The talking, your favorite song, too. Uh, the talking skull informs the guests that they are ready to partake in Sparrow's crew. I wonder if that's the same talking skull that they have in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. That takes your picture now. Uh, following his words, Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp, uh, appears via high-definition projection and engages in a battle with Davy Jones, entrusting the newly inducted crew to help. Sparrow manages to, <laughs> Sparrow manages to defeat Jones by sinking his ship, the Flying Dutchman. Sparrow congratulates the crew and invites them to a celebratory singing of Yo-Ho, a pirate's life for me. And Fi really bad eggs. Finally, Sparrow bids the guest farewell, and the show concludes. So, yeah. How about that? Sounds and that was again replaced by Toy Story Land. Which is also equally amazing. Yeah. I can't wait till the new restaurant opens up there. Oh, my gosh. I want to eat there every day. Uh, yeah. So, there you go. So, that was, again, one of those kind of things where, like, you know, I'm like, yeah, I think I'll go a different day. I think I'll pass. Maybe another day I'll go on this. It's like Country Bear Jamboree. One day that will no longer be there. I've been on it. I love Country Bear Jamboree. It's one of my faves. All right, baby doll, what is your next one? Riding the monorail. Mm. Could you hear that? I don't know if I could hear it in my ears, but I could hear it in my life. Mm. So coming from Boston, where we have the subway, the monorail was my subway away from home. And now I can't ride it right now. And we actually rode the subway. I mean, <laughs> the subway. We rode the monorail uh, to Magic Kingdom. Did we? Yep. Yeah, we did. Which, in my opinion, was probably the worst thing we could have done, being enclosed and and attached to all of these germy people. Uh, but we got to meet a super cute family that we were with. They had three autistic boys and a little girl who had a little cute, adorable. What was she? Eighteen months? They said. Oh my gosh! And her was, oh, oh my god! It's at ten o'clock already. It is time for me to take my prescription. Time to go home. It's ten o'clock, folks. Um, but yeah, they were adorable. So it was it was fun. You know, it's always fun in the monorail. Plus, it's just a classic. I think we rode Coral. Was it Coral we took? We took the gold one. Oh, it was a gold one. You're right. That's right. I think we took no. We saw <clears throat> yellow. I don't know what we took back though. We took the ferry back. All right. We took the ferry back. And usually, I go up to the top deck and I go to the back or the stern of the boat. So I can say goodbye to the Cinderella's Castle and get video and stuff. Uh, but this time we went to the bow of the boat. and uh, Sorry, my bad. 
took the bow all the way up. No, it was fun. I'd never done the bow before. I mean, like, I may, I probably have. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Good one, honey. Uh oh, you done fuck shit up. You have to hold out the rest of the show. We're almost done. Not really. Yeah, we are. I've only done four. Yeah. Or three. Yeah, so we each have, well, I have one more and you have two more. Yep. So, yeah, the monorails, I get that, totally. You take for granted how it, uh, they tell you how to uh, keep your hands, feet, arms inside the ride. Por favor, manténgate alejado de las puertas. All right, so my number spikes, four. Sparks, 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 Oh, my goodness. Uh, I've caught a lovely bunch of coconuts, diddly dee, there they are, standing in the row, bum, bum, big one, small one, some as big as your head. Yes. I'd never have to do this for Mufasa. What did you say? <coughs> exactly. Really sad that they didn't put that in the new one. It's my favorite scene in the whole movie. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, yeah, so my number four is not ever seeing the British Revolution band over in the UK Pavilion. I never saw them. We always walked by and like hear them and we're like, yeah, they're rocking out. They're amazing. Yeah, totally. And like I would walk the park at night and I would always hear them and stuff. So I was very familiar with like I've heard them, but I never stopped to actually watch them. And uh, as far as cast members goes, I was always very envious of these guys because they could have long hair. They could have earrings and piercings and have tattoos and shit because they're in a rock band. That's their cast and that's their role, whatever. Um, and uh, it sucks that they had to, uh, their contracts got canceled, as well as the, also the drummers in Japan. But I'm pretty sure. I don't think that had anything to do with Corona. What do you mean? Yeah, of course it did. Uh, there was a rumor that uh, Bob successor likes to. Has a thing against uh, performing. Oh, uh, well. And took the opportunity to get rid of them. Yeah. Well, we're not starting rumors. Bob Chapek, you're talking about? So yeah. Well, I know that uh, Bob Chapek was also uh, the one who cut all of the stunt shows that were going to happen in Galaxy's Edge and put a shit ton of merchandise in there instead. Uh, you can hear an in-depth conversation, actually, about that whole situation. Uh, our friends over at the Podcateers podcasts. They're a Disneyland, more or less a West Coast-based podcast. Uh, but we did a whole episode uh, about a month ago. I think it was episode 296, uh, maybe 297 of their show. Um, and we talked about the changing of the guard at Disney uh, when going from Bob Iger to Bob Chapek. And uh, we had actually had a really fun talk. And it, was, uh, it wasn't just rumors and bullshit. You talked about me. It was a good, uh, a good educated conversation. I had a lot of fun. I, I love those guys. Me. I talk about you, but yeah. So uh, yeah, the uh, British Revolution rock band. So what's your fifth one, love? Last but not least, I have definitely taken for granted over the last six months living so close to Disney and going all the time. Yeah, yeah it's amazing, right? Rain, sleet, or sunshine. Uh, sleet, we don't really get here ever. But if you were a mailman, you would be set. Yeah, it definitely uh, something that's easily to take for granted. Now, myself personally, uh, every time I drive under that Walt Disney archway coming off I-4, 
I appreciate every time I drive under that, that thing. Oh, and my God, me too. And I, I t- honestly take a video every single time, basically. And I don't take it for granted. I never have because I know, like, I mean, I guess I, I don't take it for granted because of my role that I have. Um, I have an incredible opportunity and in, in a position within and it's unique. That's just fucking amazing being a glass artist and doing what I do. Um, you know, I don't, I know it's just one day it could stop and end and I don't take that for granted. Um, I do know that eventually that, uh, when I am no longer working there, I'll become an annual pass holder and, uh, probably sleep in the, the jungle of what is the jungle book, jungle cruise boat ride. We totally had that conversation the other day too. And I was like, so when you're no longer a cast member, we have to fit into the budget, your annual pass. Yeah. And I got all excited thinking about being an annual pass holder. <laughs> Which you've actually thought about doing anyway, so I can go on fucking Rise of Resistance. So, I would say my number five one, which I had, I don't have one. I didn't have one written down. I wanted to wait till the end to kind of like let one come to me. My number five is being at Disney with 30,000 people. Like, I, I love going to the parks when there's nobody there, which is like any nowadays more. It's like never a thing. But when we went on our last day... Um, we didn't want to stay for the end good night thing because of the crowd that we knew was going to be there because of this whole virus situation. Um, even at the, when you end a night on a, on a just a normal night at Magic Kingdom to see Happily Ever After, it is a complete clusterfuck. Uh, we have a certain couple spots we like to stand in, which is typically over by the partner statue right in the middle of, of all to be as right centered and as close as we can be uh, without having any kind of obstructed view or kids on shoulders and cell phones and iPads that are taking video. But... It definitely is one of those things that I think I've taken for granted, you know, being amongst all the sweaty, stinky tourists that are in town that are there to experience this amazing, magical show that makes me cry. Yeah. And it makes me cry every time I see it for the hundredth time. I remember our first time seeing it together. Yeah, me too. I haven't watched it since then. Really? I think some of my, my favorite current experiences I've had with friends and family have been seeing that show. With whether it was Candace and I saw it for the first time together, my buddy Pedro, who's like super glass blower, tattooed all up from head to toe, super crazy kid, and him and I both were like FaceTiming our kids after it just because we were just both a bunch of saps afterwards, you know, just melting our hearts. It's a, it's an amazing show. It's just, just, just Disney in general is fucking amazing. That's why we call the show FBI Disney because we fucking love the place. And I think the, uh, the soundtrack for. Um, happily ever after is really what makes it so incredible. Yeah, definitely. What I, so initially what I just rem- I just remember what I was going to do for my fifth was um the uh, World Nations fountain in the middle of Epcot, right? So when we went to uh, Epcot, uh, I guess what it wasn't the last night. It was like the last week though. And we had a fast pass. Oh, it was opening night for Flower and Garden, and we, we which was the last the, what episode we recorded in the park like two episodes ago. Um, and I mentioned on that episode about if you want to see Epcot in its original form to go on soaring because you you land back in Epcot where the Fountain of Nations is and the Starbucks was there and everything. And you get the hidden Mickey fireworks behind the Spaceship Earth and stuff. And uh, yeah, there's just just a, just that whole central. Communicore hub hub area um, is going to be something I'm going to truly miss. The LED lights in the ground, or the 
the fiber optic lights, I should say, not the LED lights, the fiber optic lights on both sides of the exit and entrances. The animated ones, too. Yeah, the animated ones are my favorite. Um, just, you know, just that old Epcot, just in general, is what I was going to initially say. But I really think my number five is definitely just being amongst all the other people that are there. The crying kids, the fucking smell of cotton candy, the Mickey balloons in your face, all the ears that are lighting up everywhere. I'm going to remind you of that kids crying one. Oh, I do. I, I bitch about it all the time. I, th- I just turned it into a joke being it's a late night dizzy meltdown. And I keep track of them. How many I hear? He says, I want to have kids. And then I see that happen. Yep. But it's still fun. I love nothing more than seeing a family come into my store exhausted from the day doing their last little bit of shopping and their kids are sound asleep in the stroller and the parents have a little bit of peace and quiet during the night knowing the kids had a fucking blast the parents had a fucking blast and they're just doing a little bit of last minute shopping just to get get their what they wanted to get earlier in the day so they don't have to worry about carrying around with them even though you can leave your shit in the stores or have it sent to the hotels if you're staying on property or shipped or whatever um but yeah so i guess it's probably gonna wrap it up here hon huh we're both about tapped out we could both talk about this forever and ever, and we typically do, but we don't want to keep you. Uh, we have many more episodes coming. Yeah. But we just want to take a minute or two or 120 and uh, just share some Disney love with you and some Disney magic and some what's been going on and hopefully a little entertainment for you to help you pass this uh, crazy time we're all going through. We all know that this is going to be something that uh, we will always remember. We all hope 2020 was going to be one of those years that's just going to be an incredible, amazing year. And I think when this is all over and it said and done, it's going to be even more magical than we thought it would be. And if y'all have some fun Disney ways that you are passing the time, please share them with us. Yeah, please do. Again, uh, you can send us an email at fdsny at gmail.com. I'll have the links in the show notes. And again, if you are one of those uh, freaky, kinky couples that have had sex in the park... We would love to know that as well. Uh, we don't need the full details unless you want to give us the full details. We like uh, we're 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 pretty kinky ourselves at times, and uh, would love to uh, hear your journey because eventually we're going to do an episode uh, talking about some uh, some of the more uh, I guess explicit. Uh, yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, um, taboo. That word is late taboo disney topics like the hidden dickies that kind of stuff so until next time folks again you can find us out there on the world of social media you can find us on instagram and twitter at f yeah underscore at the twitter you can send us a tweet at the twitter at f yeah underscore disney i'm very active on there i may not always tweet but i am active making comments and uh responding to people's texts and then again, you can send us an email at fyadisney at gmail.com. We'll have all the links for you in the show notes as well as all the links we talked about in this episode. And as a great Walt Disney once said, if you believe in a thing, believe in it all the way. If you would like to join our jamboree, there's a simple rule that's compulsory. Mortals pay a token fee. Rest in peace, the haunting's free. So hurry back, we would like your